Sometimes we need a little inspiration, and Real Things Living podcast does just that. Real Things Living has a focus on resilience and connection with others. Those connections lead to ideas, to solutions, and to better overall health. This podcast is brought to you by Gemini Media. Gemini Media delivers the best solutions for business communications through collaborative relationships. Hi, y'all. It's Bridget Cutshaw with Real Things Living. Today, my guest is Honore Corder. She's a strategic book coach and author, marketing strategist. And I also like to think of her as a badass because she really knows what she's doing with books. Can you say hi, Honore? Hi. Glad to be here. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad you made it. I know you guys, um, where you're living at, there's like some storms going on. So it could be a uh, kind of a glitchy connection, but that's okay. That's how life is, right? It's real things living. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you. That's right. It's real life. It's real life. <laughs> I wanted to ask you how um, you got into writing a book, because I know you self-published almost 50 books, and that is an absolutely amazing accomplishment. So what motivated you to do that? I met Mark Victor Hansen, who's the co-creator of the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series. And he was speaking at a conference that I was lucky enough to attend. And when he asked me what I did, I told him I was a, a coach and a speaker. And he said, well, everyone's a coach and a speaker. You must write a book. You have to differentiate yourself by writing a book. And so I took that advice and it took me you know, longer than, than 10 seconds to follow through on that advice. But that was the advice that he gave me and it ended up changing my life and my business and what I do even today. So you were like, right, you did a lot of speaking before and in, in, in coaching, executive coaching, right? Kind of what it is. And so yes. you, I think yes. your style of writing, if people aren't aware of you, your style of writing is very conversational, which is you can relate to what she's saying. She's not using a lot of jargon, <laughs> which is helpful if you're, if you're new to the business. And yeah. I, I just think what you're doing is helping so many people and realizing that we all have a gift to share a story. And that's kind of how I met Honore. It was a that's right. And um, so do you, uh, when you coach now because of 2020, what happened Did that? Did that affect anything? Or you did all more online now, I'm assuming? Um, I've always been a virtual business and I've always worked from home for the past 25 years. So, okay. so the, the, the lockdowns and COVID only served to give me more time because I was spending less time doing meetings in person and was able to do more things online and more people were interested in reading books. So I did not slow down. That's good at all. If anything, I was able to be more productive because I was spending less time traveling and, and waiting around and things like that. That's good. I, I'm the same way. I've, I've worked remotely for, for a long time as well. And so I used to travel to visit clients, but that kind of went away last year because it was not possible. But I just think um, I never really thought about how popular self-publishing would become because I, my background is from that traditional yeah. aspect. And, but I think it's a good thing. It allows people, more people to get 
involved and share their information. <laughs> is is um, I completely agree. I completely agree with you. And most of your stuff that you're involved with is is it nonfiction? Everything I've done up to this point that I've published is nonfiction. Yes. Well, that's good. And that's uh, a very popular genre. Is that the right thing? And and guys, she knows what she's doing. Really, trust me. I've I've worked with her on some of. <laughs> um on a mastermind i know a lot of stuff but she knows even more and that's kind of why i wanted to have you on to, to kind of share the the journey being author is very very tough and i think that's why some people give up and what is your best recommendation for people who are trying to to stick with it you know what i'm saying to what is your what do you recommend um well it's staying really connected to and and really clear about what publishing your book is going to accomplish. Um, it's going to elevate you to author status. It's going to allow you to establish yourself as the authority. It's going to allow people to discover you who might not have otherwise discovered you. It's going to set you apart from other um, people who do perhaps what you do, maybe not in the same way, maybe not with the same level of expertise, but it's going to set you apart from your peers. And so, you know, the, the effort and time and energy and investment that goes into writing a book is going to pay multiples. And so when you get into that ugly middle piece, right, where you've lost the enthusiasm of the beginning and you're not quite to the exciting end where you're like, oh, here's a copy of my book or you know, here's my first review or, you know, here's the first new client that I've generated from my book. You have to really stay connected to that in your mind because it is a, a, a long process. It can be a long process. There are lots of decisions to make. There are lots of things to get right or get wrong. And so I just suggest that people stay focused on their vision and then work on what they can work on today. Like what's the, what's the next, most important thing for you to do? Is it to write more words? Is it to work with a designer to get your book cover designed? Is it um, connecting with prospective readers to make sure that you're answering the questions they're going to have? Like, there's always something that you can do today that's going to move you closer to your goal. No one writes and publishes a book in a, in a day or a week or really a month, right? It's, it's a longer term project. And so you have to have those shorter term benchmarks in order to keep yourself moving in the right direction. And if you get stuck or you stop or you get uh, sidetracked or delayed, as we all do <laughs> all the time, right, then you just have to recommit. You just have to kind of come back to that vision and come back to that purpose and, and get recentered and then begin again um, and begin again and take the next step. And that, yeah, that's, that's good. It's little steps at a time. So people try to do too much. And I think that's what they feel overwhelmed. And I think that's why you being the book coach kind of helps them, right? To yes. motivate. Is that the right word? Motivate? Yeah, well, motivate and inspire, help them stay connected. You know, many times when I'm working with someone on their book for, for those people who engage me to just help them to produce their book, they'll say, well, what's next? And let's talk about the next thing. And I always say, like, let's focus on this piece of the process right now. So if they're writing the book, then I don't let them get too into the weeds about the other decisions that they have to, to be making. And since I'm doing some of those things for them, I just say, you have to trust that over here, I'm getting all these things done and you just focus on the writing piece or 
reviewing what your ghostwriter has written or review the copy in the in the Dropbox or make sure that the outline is in the right order. Like I just give them very specific concrete things to focus on and to stay in the moment because otherwise if they could see my checklist with my experience, it doesn't overwhelm me. I know that everything is gonna get done and I'm okay with the process because I've been through it. But if, but if I, if you show someone everything, then they can get overwhelmed. So it's just right. focus on the thing that you're going to do this week or today. I think that what, what you're doing, uh, coaching them is very helpful rather than just buying a course can be, you know what I'm saying? Some people get overwhelmed with that and they give up and you're, you're right. just, you know, I mean, you're, you're just a great support and you've walked the talk. Is that the right thing? I walk the talk. Yes. Well, I'm a player coach, right? So yeah. I'm not just, yeah. I haven't just done it. And now I'm saying, here's what you need to do. I'm still in the process too. And I'm always learning and making distinctions and finding a more effective, more efficient way to do something for sure. That's helpful too, because you're, you're being open about it. Like, well, I made a mistake here and then this is how I can adapt and pivot. And right, I mean, we've all done it. And yes. even though I know certain things, you still make oopies <laughs> that's the right word and yep. uh, it, it's just I, know, I just think it's fantastic that this opportunity is out there for people and that you're shining a light on it it's kind of how yep. I look at it and like when I met you I had a book but I didn't really know the in-depth of it and my background's production but not as an author right so yep. a, and that's why when you tell people you're an author you're like almost this um immediate celebrity <laughs> uh yes because they know how hard it is yeah, or they can only imagine yeah or they can right or they can only imagine how hard it is and they just want to focus on something else and i think it helps yeah. um to have your um looking at a strategy too and helping to, to look at the little steps is, is just yes. is, is super helpful yes what if you um had someone reach out to you today, you know, to get advice from you, do you do like um, initial calls with them or do you, I, I just didn't know how, you know, people find you. I know you did, like you said, speaking, and, but you do, you connect to everybody, right? You kind of like refer people and that's kind of how a lot of people are finding you. Yes. Yeah, so I, my previous clients, my previous and current clients um, and readers of my books are where the majority of my clients come from is either by recommendation referral or someone will come across one of my books and then recognize that that having someone help is better than trying to figure it all out which is what I did there wasn't anybody who had um, who had blazed the exact path yet self-publishing wasn't it wasn't even called publishing really it was just you either were traditionally published or there was you were you know on somebody's prayer list right it's like right. oh yeah. you're doing it yourself right it's like you're a do-it-yourselfer I don't know that self-publishing was really when I started back in 04 and 05 2004 and 2005 that it wasn't it wasn't really a thing right you could have a perfect bound document printed and that's a soft cover book but it wasn't really called self-published self-published that that didn't enter the vernacular until you know five or six years later after I had written a few books people would say oh you self-published this and they were like mm. right and they didn't realize but I was starting to really see 
um, both from income and opportunity, what professionally publishing a book could do. And if it's professionally published, then it's it's not distinguished as something that you would dismiss, right? It's not distinguished as self-published, which has the connotation of poorly done, right? If someone's like, oh, you self-published, I'm gonna go, well, they can't get a traditional deal, so they're just gonna self-publish. And in my mind, for most people, that is actually the best right. route. And is that kind right. of so, correlate with indie, the word indie publishing? Is that kind of the same? Or? Yeah, independent publishing, indie yeah. publishing, self-publishing. Yes, yeah. it's all the same. It's all the same thing um, for the most part. There's hybrid publishing, which is a small press. We'll do some of the, the tasky items like doing the graphic design and the interior design and, and some of the process work, some of the production work with the book. Um, in my mind, um, hybrid publishing and traditional publishing really do really serve the same function. Their job is to create a book. But the marketing always falls on the author, whether it's indie published or traditionally published. Ultimately, what most people don't rec recognize is that the publisher's job is to publish the book. They, it is not to release the book, to launch the book, to market the book, none of those things. That all falls on the author. And that, what you just mentioned, I think the largest or the biggest pain point I've heard from others is that marketing is the heart, the biggest pain point, really. Yeah, sure, In sure. Generation. And marketing really starts when someone has a blank sheet of page and they're thinking, I need to be an author. Right. I should write a book. And they don't recognize that marketing starts then. What they think is that marketing starts when the book is released. Huh. And in fact, they've missed a lot of opportunity with the book to, to ensure that the book is going to be uh, found by the right readers. And so waiting until the book is launched to then think about, oh, I need to market my book or right before book launch, right? I'll get calls sometimes 90 to 120 days prior to the book launch. It's like, what do I need to do? And it's like, oh gosh, there were a lot of things that could have been done already. Um, but don't wait until the book is out to market the book. As a matter of fact, from the moment you conceive of the idea of your book, until forever is when you market the book. It, marketing never stops. Just like with any other asset or business or product or service, the marketing never stops. That's a good perspective to think of marketing on a, or it starts with a blank page, right? Who are you writing for, right? What is the, and, and a lot of people, um, like I, I don't know a whole lot about fiction, right? So that to me is a harder, top for me, I, even though I've, I've attempted it in the past, um, I should say, yeah, yeah. but it, it is a different writing process, but I like the, uh, how the growth of nonfiction has happened for people sharing their expertise and it is, yes. who is this for? And, and I'm my second book, I was a more of an emotional thing that I wrote, <laughs> wrote it for, right? And I didn't really think about the marketing aspect of it until the end and that's you know I, I really did it and that's what I've learned and so that's kind of why I'm gonna go back and tweak it a little bit and yeah. and so it makes I think that's the right word tweak it and uh it's it's always learn from what you're doing and I think that is really helpful and your knowledge is really truly so beneficial and people 
um, have learned about you. And I just like your connect, how you connect everybody and listen, right? I'm not just, yes, thank you. Brown knows you, but it's really true. It's just really helpful. And I think the first time we met, I was like, this woman is real. You know what I mean? In, in, in a real way. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> there's, there's stuff out there that it's just, you're not looking for, you don't push shortcuts because that's not how it's. Well, no, I, I really definitely think long-term and play the long game, yeah. right? I'm really, I'm really interested in, and even when I'm thinking about um, the long-term of a book, the long-term um, uh, opportunity of a book, I think Ryan Holiday says it the best in his book, The Perennial Seller, because he talks about the same thing. It's like, take the time that it takes, make sure that the, the book um, has quality or any product has quality, right? And it's evergreen, it will last forever. And, and he talks about um, thinking about the 10 years, the, ten, the next 10 years, like will your book still be around in 10 years and will people right. still be reading it and recommending it in 10 years? And that's different from, oh, I'm just gonna write and publish my book. I'm just gonna throw it up on, on Amazon and in ebook right. form and hope and hope that it that it that it it gets legs and so hope is not, not a strategy just writing and throwing something up on amazon is not a strategy right. it doesn't it ultimately it doesn't accomplish anything long term it might do something very short term although i'm not entirely clear what that something would be bridget to be honest with you when someone says i'm just going to write and publish an ebook and put it on up on amazon i think but why what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to accomplish short-term income, right. right? Are you like, what's the, what's the ultimate goal there? And if you took some time and some thoughtfulness and some strategy and put a process in place, then the book could be something that is not short-term money. It could be short-term and long-term income for you and could function in multiple other ways to bring people into your ecosystem, right? Into your atmosphere, into your, uh, into your area of, of influence. And you would be able to help more people if you just took the time and, and made the investment of time and of money to do it well, just like you wouldn't go try to get a brain, you know, to, to become a brain surgeon, like, well, I don't really want to go to medical school, right? I don't really want to do a residency or, or put in my time. I'm just going to like watch some YouTube videos and get an online certificate, right? It, like that works if you want to marry your friends on the weekend and you want to be a minister, like you can get your, your minister online. And so you can perform a wedding ceremony. It's just, it's just a different level of commitment also a different level of long-term expectation and so I, I just I believe that in order for it to have the best chance of doing the best work and helping you to do your best work just taking the time that it takes and, and making the investments that need to be made are the best long-term opportunity for you and your book and you have to put in I kind of pick out of that put in the hard work you've got to put in the effort right and otherwise yeah. it's you know, like I said, what's the why I'm right? doing this? And yeah, so see it as your book needs to kind of when your indie publisher or self-publishing needs to be in line with your brand that you have out there, right? Correct. That's the uh, yes. not just your company possibly, but it could be you as well. That's the thing. We're we're brands now in a way. We're we're sharing our um, knowledge. In different. Yes. Ways. 
Yes. Yes. And it has to be congruent, right? You wouldn't go to four years of college and three years of law school and put all that time in and go through all of that and then just throw something up. Right. It, would, it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense. I talked to someone yesterday and they, she said she's at the top of her game as an attorney. She charges $1,200 an hour. This is not someone who would just write and put out a little publication and call it good, right? It would have to be in alignment because otherwise the customer that you attract is confused. Right. They're like, well, if you charge me $12 an hour, why couldn't you take more than 12 minutes to, to write your book? That's true. <laughs> and get it in play. That's a-, a, a It's true. You, we are so easily disregarded. We're so easily disregarded when we don't take time to really pay attention to the details. Right, that is- And to close the loops and to dot the I's and cross the T's. I like that. That is something that um, we need to be reminded of, right? John, again, it goes back to, I just see so much out there about shortcuts and it does affect your brand. Like you said, if you're only put in a few minutes to create a book and you're charging so much, you're not gonna you think, oh, that's kind of fishy. I mean, people can pick it's up. Not, there's no connection. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's no connection there. It's like, how does this person charge so much and yet, I'm not getting a quality product. So how do I reconcile that? And it has to be where someone understands right in every aspect of, of your interaction that everything is at the same level. Right. And, and um, another thing I just wanted to bring up too, I noticed, um, 20, yeah, cause I'm, my background is the production, the book production has exploded this year because of 2020 and the, a, a good takeaway for me is people are reading more. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a good opportunity for those who really want to write a book. You just gotta dig in and, and do the hard work. And uh, it, it's, I'm really happy though, because nobody know, knew what was gonna happen with books. <laughs> and right, I've right. been one of those people, I've just been always been a book lover. I have books all over my hands. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's just, to me, it's like art. I also see yeah. it and, um, and maybe that's why I'm always so focused on the quality of, a, I mean, the physical quality is something that is a, everybody's a little different, but some people want to just read the eBooks too, right? And that's another thing. <clears throat> I know you've recommended to have different versions available because people want to read it in a different way, right? Um, like, well, I was just driving before our conversation. I happened to go, I spent an, over an hour in the car this morning and I was listening to a book while I was driving. I couldn't read a book, but I could read a book that I could listen to. I think it's important um, to have the books in different formats because your readers are gonna wanna consume the content in the way that works best for them. I do an awful lot of listening when I'm walking my dog or cleaning my house or spending time in the car, although not as much as before. Still two or three times a week, I'm in the car for an hour or so. And if I'm not on the phone, I'm definitely listening to something, learning something. And it's most likely a book. I, I, and when I have time to read, I have books and I'm learning from books. And, and, and when I want to be entertained, I want to read fiction. I'm reading books. Right. It's, it, to me, it, it, uh, it's a definitely a yeah. fiction book. It's a getaway or an escape. So yes. I yes. Think, uh, yes. Yes. Entering uh, another world. 
Another thing too, I know a lot of books are made into movies and I always think that books, the books are better for some reason, um, for me. Oh, that's, a, that's, that's commonly thought. Yeah, okay, it's not just me. That's commonly <laughs> thought, yes, yes. No, it's not just you. No, okay. no, no, I think that it's, it's a common statement. The book is always better than the movie. Well, that's because I guess the author's, author's perspective in the book and then you have the filmmaker's perspective in the actual film and you get it, they have to tweak it too to cut it down to like, you know. They do. That's what, that's right. The books don't have a limit in right. size, right? But you you will only sit in a movie for two hours. <laughs> right. I can't, and a lot of movies are coming out now are longer than that. I just can't do that. But I, I like to escape with books and I like to learn from other people and I've, I've found myself um, when I'm having a conversation with somebody, I'll bring up something that I just recently read, which I think is kind of, you know, like, oh, it's your brain, like, okay, I can fit that into this conversation. And I That's think right. it helps you with your, your knowledge of just converting or convert, you know, having conversations with people. That's correct. I agree. I and agree. I think it's, it's so wonderful that um, we can have this in our world right now and, and just be, oh, I just want everybody to love books like we do. <laughs> right yes when someone says they're not a reader or they don't love reading I'm a little sad it, uh, yes right? and right and then you can point out hey well there's the audio version right that's another thing there, there's an audio version out there yes 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 sometimes it's time related sometimes it's just yeah. that they never learned to love to read that's a, a gift that they weren't given which is a bummer and that's something I ingrained in my kids when they were young um we always read to them every night and so me too right I was in the book public you know publishing world so I got all these books kids books so we'd always you know something physical in their hands so they appreciated it I think but uh they like yes me. well it was time right it's the gift of time it might not be the book so much right. they, that's something parents. they would that they grow to love but they do love to spend time with mom right yes or and dad I, having right reading the book. I remember Sometimes I go up there and my husband would be passed out on the floor. Sorry, <laughs> if you're reading to them, you know, at, at bedtime, I just thought it was funny that, um, cause you know, we've had long days yep. too, the parents too, but it's, so it's just a great connection. I think people who have children to just consider adding that to them. And uh, we didn't have screens back when my kids were, were younger. We didn't have that. Um, right, no, same. Right, and I just don't, I mean, Different day. and tech technology, as it's good and bad and but technology in a, a positive way is making it easier by the way for those who want to self-publish the cost has gone down right so i think that is another thing i some people that's it, a, a limit to them a barrier i think is that the right word um so right self-publishing is allowed anyone who wants to become an author to become an author and so this significantly less to self-published than it is to wait for a traditional publisher like there's opportunity costs there's income costs lost right? right and so you can you can publish a book for a few thousand dollars and do it really well right some people will say a few thousand dollars right like well you know your degree costs you tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars your education your experience is all it's all an expense it's all an investment that you have right. to put and your book is no different um but those those dollars are going to be well invested and will return 
assuming you do the marketing, right? Assuming you take full advantage of what having a book uh, we're back to marketing, right? Yeah, it's it's funny, right? It's the marketing point. opportunities. And it's important. And then I like how you said the return on investment yeah. is going to be worth It's absolutely worth it, depending on your why, I guess. And it's it's just yeah. something I, I've always enjoyed being involved in. And that's kind of how I, I got into this as a college student. And then I've never left <laughs> because I liked it so awesome. much. Right, yeah. I heard actually yeah. we didn't run a press, but I had to learn. They wanted me to see it and how it works. I'm like, oh, you know, it, it just yeah. one of those uh, who liked a very tactile, and and I think that's why it connected with me. And um, it's so great. I know you're busy, Honoré, that for you to be here. And um, so, can you tell us where people can learn more about you? Sure. Um, my website is the logical first place to start on arrayquarter.com. And then um, I'm on LinkedIn primarily as my social media, but I have um, a presence as anyone would right, on Facebook and, and Instagram. Um, so I can be connected with anywhere, but the best place is on LinkedIn or via my website for sure. I, I appreciate that. And those that are listening, I'll have the actual link in the description of this podcast episode. And thank you again so much, Honoré. Thank you so much. Right, take care. Have a great day, everybody. I appreciate your time and I thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast or leave a comment. Now go have a great day.